Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between. This is another episode of Rendezvous with Rico, and I am fucking tired somehow. I have been doing this all day because I'm an idiot who didn't schedule himself a break. But it's okay. I'm feeling uh, on top of the world. That's what Adderall does for you. And also spite towards my own body. Anyways, welcome to this next episode. I have with me my dear friend L. Ron Hubbard. That's not his actual name, but he thought it'd be funny to go by the name of the cult leader L. Ron Hubbard. That's right. I did. Thank you for having me on, Rico. Fucking pleasure, dude. Am I trying to tell you, am I dead yet? Uh, inside, I am. But uh, I'm just kidding. Aren't my body, all? I would say my body is dying, but my heart is strong. All right. I have the heart of a lion. God damn it. That's what's keeping me going. All right. Uh, anywho. I don't know if you really a, want a large heart, though. That might not be good for you. I think that's a medical issue. It's a fucking metaphor. Don't you? It's not getting literal, motherfucker. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> Anywho, same as always, this is a fundraise for my, neighbor, uh, my habit, local Habitat for Humanities Neighborhood Revitalization Committee. Links in the description below. Uh, if you're going to donate, make sure you notate that it is for the Neighborhood Revitalization Committee or the NR Committee for short or for RICO, and they'll know what to do with it. And if you can't donate based off of that link, you uh, can use my PayPal link below. Send me the money. I donate it for you. Send you a receipt confirmation confirming that I donated your money as intended. So with all that being said, Elrond, my dear friend and ally, could you, would you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Yeah, absolutely. No problem. So uh, my internet moniker is Elrond Hubbard. Um, I don't do much. I post on Twitter engage with uh, people talking about science or other sort of topics of interest. Um, I started doing YouTube uh, late in 2020, really taking a focus on uh, people who purport to be offering more scientific opinions for topics that I would strongly disagree they have good evidentiary basis for. Um, and in the real world, I'm a psychological and neuroscientist who studies emotion and mental health disorders. So I sort of got into the, uh, what do we call it now? Is it the skeptic verse? Is it the, what, I'm not sure how we- Skeptospear. At this point, it's almost, it's, um, it's almost a fucking, it's, it's mocked to hell at this point. The, the, so, the, the centrist uh, utopia that we've created on Twitter. Uh, I started getting into that because, you know, part of what, it, it, it's weird where, where I'm at, right? Like I am, I am a weird Shiba Inu on Twitter and on your stream right now. Uh, but I also have a very strong science background. So I'm watching people um, sort of in the skeptosphere, centrism verse, talking about science and how to interpret studies and things like that. And to, to be quite frank, I watch these people and I'm like, no, that's not right. That's not, that's not, that's not, that's not accurate. Um, and so like part of my, like part of my interest has always been, how do you talk to people about science and how do you try to understand what the limits of their knowledge are both in terms of different psychological and neuroscientific findings but also in like how they go about trying to make inferences from those findings right and one of the things i think um not to make this introduction too long-winded that i think is so critical is like getting to the point where not just can you understand a study 
or understand a finding that you read about, but how, how can you best interpret it? What are the pitfalls of those interpretations? Is it a strong interpretation to make? You know, what, what are the limits of your inferences? Um, and that's something that I've always been interested in seeing how uh, the skeptics and those adjacent to them uh, go about doing. Yeah, and as we've seen, not very well, because for them, critical thinking yeah. and skepticism was a brand and not something to actually live by. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that in part. I mean, like, I, it, it, it's difficult, right? Like, some people, I think, are really good at critical thought, um, and some people really aren't. Some people really are just taking things, they, and they'll sound close to what they already believe, and then they'll regurgitate those findings as if that's good evidence for the beliefs that they have, right? Yeah. Um, but, and this is part of the thing that, you know, I'm trying to do this video series review on uh, Deborah Sow's book, The End of Gender, which is basically a screed against transgender individuals. And one of the things that I, I point out very early on is that there's a philosophical foundation that Deborah holds this principle of biological or gender essentialism that really undermines every single inference that she's going to make from the science, right? Because every, when you do a study, you get lots of data, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a distinct difference between data and information. If I give you 10 digits, 10 you know, digits of numbers, that's just data. But if I put two specific dashes in there, suddenly it's a phone number and that's information. Um, and again, how you sort of form that infer how you sort of form that knowledge and the sort of underlying philosophical assumptions you make really limits the types of inferences that you're going to be able to then generate. And I think understanding that is actually crucial to how we interpret science, particularly within the skeptosphere. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, they tend to take their half-baked thoughts and just kind of uh, roll with that shit and call that information uh, yeah, but definitely another way, a good way to put what you just said, essentially, is they kind of, they fill in the blanks data is supposed to fill with their own preconceived notions. Right. And then call that information. Yes. And that's, if you, like, am I right? That's the, the, the short version of what you just said? Yeah, that's a much more succinct way. <laughs> but... Again, that's, hey, that's what I do best. I'm really, really, really good at fucking summarizing. Well, you, you, you know, I think uh, as people who know, if you go, if you're stuck in academia too long, uh, we get really good at talking in circles and just belaboring the point. So I appreciate other people being able to <laughs> interpret that in the right way. I am glad, I, I, again, I'm not an academic, but I am weirdly enough able to understand what you're saying well enough so that I can summarize it for you and find the right words to summarize it for you. Yeah, no, I, I think that's such an important skill, though, that, um, and, I, and I know, like, I'm going to get off track from the thing I just said, but it's so important, even that, like, scientists and other academics don't understand, right? You have to be able to communicate your findings and your interpretations. Um, I've always said it, like, an 11th grade level, right? You need you need to act like you're always talking to middle mid-range high school students, because yeah. at the end of the day, you want them to take something away. Um yeah. And obviously, again, the further on you get, um, the the harder it is to sort of stay connected with that. So if I can at least talk to someone like you who can interpret things, if I'm, you know, sort of getting a bit too above and too wordy, and then you take that and 
retranspose it into something that other people can understand, that's perfect. That's a great way of doing science communication in my book. I, I try my best. I really do. I, it's, I don't know how to explain how I'm able to do this. I just kind of do. I yeah. always have, but like between me and like this example, it, it started between me and my twin brother growing up. You know, it's just he slightly autistic, so he, he mm. always struggled to communicate what he was like, what he was feeling, what he was trying yeah. to say. So I would communicate it for him, and because I just kind of could always understand what someone's trying to say. And fortunately, I also learned the words of how to articulate it. You yeah. know what I mean? And it kind of, it just kind of grew into understanding what the bigger words people are trying to say, and then still being able to communicate that downward yeah. for again anyone's trying to understand because I can, I again, it's just the one thing I've always been able to do. Again, yeah. I told you before, I'm not that smart, but that is one thing I've always been able to do. Yeah, I think I think you know to, to sort of pull the curtain back. We were talking about this a little bit before we started. Um, and I think we both agree that the conceptualization, like the colloquial usage, the everyday usage of the word smart is kind of fucked up, right? Yeah. Because I would say you are smart, right? But the way that we often talk about smart is like, oh, are they good at like math or do they like know what a polygenetic risk score is or whatever, right? <laughs> the reality, dude, I gotta be honest. I work with geneticists. I don't flip it. No, I still do <laughs> <laughs> there's some things that are just like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I've got enough to do. Let the smart people figure that out. Yeah. Um, but like, and again, you see me using it there, right? Like they're yeah. smart, but somehow you who's figured out a way to communicate and distill information so succinctly to people, like you don't get to be called smart. That's silly to me. And I think that's silly to most people when you really think about it. Yeah. I would say people look at my credentials and they don't, you won't see a smart dude. I, they, they, you just you just won't. I wasn't a star in high school by any means. In college, you know, just you know, I passed. That's enough. So by all accounts, uh, as far as what can be quantified and what you see on paper, you know, I'm not smart by any means. You know what I mean? I'm educated, but I have a I have a, a degree again, an associates of arts and general studies. So I'm generally educated, but. I wouldn't be what anyone would consider to be smart because again, by the way society defines smartness, my way of talk, they, they wouldn't see me as smart. Yes, I do definitely have a PhD in, uh, in, in penis watching. All right. I can tell you quite, I can tell you all quite well, the many shapes and sizes a penis can take. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? And how the how urine flows from said penis into a bottle. I can tell you all that, and how the humans react to someone looking at them pee. I can tell you. Hey, I mean, I I am I have a black belt in that, a whole ass doctorate in dick watching. All right. So that's that's a new one, doctorate in dick watching. I like that. Yeah. I wonder uh, so if we can add that to like the curriculums soon. <laughs> you can offer that as a course in our. I can offer that as a course. I would say, and uh, one uh, occupational hazard of doing that is that some people will try to fuck with you. Uh, as in really? one guy, yes, there was one guy I will never forget, and I hate him for doing this. He wouldn't, he stared at me the whole time. He wouldn't break eye contact. And I fucking told him, bro, stop looking That's at me while I'm watching you pee. This is already weird. 
Don't <laughs> don't don't fucking stare at me while I'm looking at your dick, bro. I'm trying to. I'm doing my. He just wouldn't stop. He would not break eye contact. I'm like, bro, you are. Stop, please. I'm just trying to watch you pee, man. Which is That's already incredible. weird enough for both of us. That's amazing. I mean, like, God, the variability in humor responses, all the different ways people react to crap is just. It's amazing. Some people. Yeah. Some people just want to watch the world burn. Some people just want to watch the world burn. Some people just want to fuck with people. That's it. They, that's it. Oh, my God. It is. It's Because, again, out of the thousands of people I've watched, he was the only person that ever did that. Some people out there are just crazy as shit. And just I wonder, yeah, I wonder what that, uh, not to pathologize, like, just yeah, people yeah. fucking with you. But, I, I, like, I wonder what causes that, you know? Like, <laughs> like, what experiences, ha- like, he's had before that led him to be like, man, this guy needs to do his job and watch me pee. I'm going to stare deeply into his eyes, just lovingly and longingly. Stare. He, he would not break the whole time he's peeing. I'm like, bro, stop fucking looking at me. Just pee. Like, he would laugh, and then he'd go back and stare at me. I'm like, like, what are you doing? Stop looking at me. That's amazing. I can't imagine. I can't imagine like having the job to like watch someone urinate and like them having just, just like turning around, stare at you and going, how you doing, boy? Oh, how you doing? How you doing? You You like what you see? I'm like, I I would like it more if you didn't fucking stare at me, dude. Like this is already, (laughs) like this is already weird for me. Like, God damn. Jesus. Yeah, no, like I said, everybody, it was like, it was wide ranges from people who were uh, uh, uncomfortable, understandably, and those who were confident and comfortable completely. They're like, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some, of the, some of the goofier ones who were just like, just dropped their whole pants. You know what I mean? But they're not staring at me. They're just being goofy about it. You know what I mean? Or somebody who was just cracking jokes. But no, not this guy. Yeah. No jokes. <laughs> no, no jokes, no nervousness, no confidence, no cockiness. No indifference and apathy. No, he stared at me. He just stared at me. Again, goddamn incredible! What a hero! What a goddamn hero! And it's okay, Jody. It's okay. It's it's just fun conversations. <laughs> oh man, I, I need to, I need to, I need to coin that one though. The doctorate of dick watching. No, that's that's seriously amazing. I I love that little alliteration. Yeah, but going back to what we were saying before that happened, because you were talking, but then you started laughing when you saw that there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm watching all the dick comments run in, and like a five-year-old that just completely lost the plot. <laughs> you lose, oh, you lose, you, you lost your train of thought. Well, I just, uh, you know what happens, you know, you start getting dick on the mind, it's hard to concentrate. Uh, what, what were we talking about? What were we talking about before all these dicks popped in? Uh, something well, about science and uh, how do you make good inferences and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, part of it for me, again, is part of it in sort of like public level, as I can see the comment running in, like it is science education, right? But I, I also think that a lot of education we do, especially in the early years, is not about how do you think about science, right? It's always about, you know, how, how do you plug a bunch of information into kids' brains so that they can regurgitate it to you 
uh, and then we'll reward them with a degree or something. And then yeah. we'll send them out into the real world and say, okay, well, there you go. Um, but we don't actually do a lot of like good critical thinking. And I remember like yeah. when I first went to college, like uh, my, my psychology courses were all about showing that you could think critically about the information they were giving you. And I, I did really poorly, like really poorly the first uh, yeah. couple months. Cause it's like, I, I don't know how to do this. Um, but you know, I think that, once you're out of that, what should be the best way, right, is having conversations, frankly, with people who know more than you, frankly, with people who have been doing this a lot longer than you, um, and being able to sort of, I think, as Sam mentioned um, in the in the last hour that you guys were on, having those sort of, getting the chance to sort of flex those, quote unquote, debate yeah, or conversation. Get some, get some mental exercise. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think that mental exercise is really critical. And on its own, I think that how we do that in general is probably fine, right? Having conversations, getting a little heated, poking fun, all of that's great. Yeah. I think my criticism of how we've gone about it now basically boils down to Twitter um, in that yeah. the way that Twitter is constructed, and, and let's be real, the bulk of these conversations of like the ones that are having like meaningful sort of or the most influence i think um just uh, as i'm hypothesizing uh really are happening on twitter that's where you have all of you know your sam harris and your Brett weinstein and your james Lindsay and all of these other who i might call uh pseudo intellectual dorks uh trying to flex out their i'm so smart muscles and then prompting a lot of people to act the same way and yeah. the way that twitter is designed is not meant for good conversation, right? No. It used to be 140 characters, now it's like, or it used to be 120, now it's 240. It used to be 140, now it's 280. Yeah, so like, even still, that's not a lot. That's not a lot of space to have a nuanced conversation. And so what we've done is we've now developed this like, well, how many gotchas can I get in 280 characters? And I'm guilty of this as well, um, to be straight up. But like, it's not, it's not a good place to have these sort of like, you know, flexing your uh, conversational or critical thinking muscles and figuring out, okay, you posted something and here are the things that I think are wrong with it. Now, do I expect you to make a uh, informed, reasonable response that goes, no, I think that your criticisms um, aren't necessary and here's why, or, oh, I completely see what you were saying and I agree that those criticisms are a weakness in my position. No, it's just, yeah, fuck you, buddy. I don't need to listen to this. You're an SJW. You're 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 an alt right cuck. Like it starts it starts turning into signaling uh, how again how to respond to certain people. Essentially, when you say it, um, it starts triggering. I think I said it before a Pavlovian response. Yeah, you know what I mean. They see those yeah. certain words that again that uh, since the limited characters only kind of force you to start regurgitating, you know, talking points and whatnot. They see those certain words that trigger the response of okay, this is how I should treat this person. Right. The conversation's over. Exactly. And it's sort of like it devolves into this just like people people can't have like a real conversation. And again, like if you and I are having a conversation, right? And I say yeah. something that disagrees with you, but you can't like necessarily combat it, you will normally be like, oh, okay, I see what's your point there. Like, I don't really have a good response to that, but let me think about it yeah. like, a little bit. But people on Twitter can't do that. People on Twitter, it's all ego saving. It's all trying to save face and ego boost themselves um, to the point where you can't have a real conversation. And so if I start talking about 
if someone posts a study and I start saying, okay, I understand what you're trying to say, but the inferences you're trying to make are flawed because of X, Y, Z. Their only response to that is to then go, no, no, that's not true because, you know, I'm making up a reason why. Yeah. Which is it's just frustrating. And like, and I'm trying, sorry for cutting you off, but like this goes oh, back good. sort of to like what I sort of disagree with at the end there with Sam of like, you know, I agree with, I agree with him that like degrees don't mean someone's smart, but especially on like a platform on Twitter where you can't have, you know, these like really nuanced conversations there is a certain benefit to understanding that someone who has a PhD in a topic that you're walking into uh, might know a little bit more or might be worthy of a little bit more charity when they say that your inferences or your conclusions don't make sense because they've been doing this quite a bit longer than you. Right. And like, again, I agree with Sam on like a, you know, one-to-one conversation, you know, degrees probably don't matter all that much except to say they might, you know, be a little bit more experienced than you. But especially when you have a place where you can't have these nuanced conversations, uh, maybe listen to people who've been doing this for years. Ah. I, uh, I, am not, I will not hesitate to defer to an, uh, someone more educated than me on certain things. How I, how I differentiate on when and who to, um, to defer to is a matter of the specifics of the topic at hand. Right. Like, if we're talking about a historical event, yeah, I'm going to defer to a historian who studied that event because I don't fucking know the details surrounding it. Right. But if we're talking about something a bit more abstract, like a something pertaining to more, you know, society and culture, something that can't be so easily quantified uh, to like, oh, this is what happened back then, is um, that's where it just kind of becomes a kind of free for all. Where I kind of realize, yeah, your credentials doesn't necessarily mean you understand things in more, um, I guess, I don't want to say abstract, but it'll say more, uh, you just don't understand these things at a deeper level, more past the surface level of the issue. Like, for example, I had a, I argued all the time with my former, a former employer of mine uh, who has a master's degree in psychology, by the way. Um, I disowned about, him immediately. Oh yeah, but uh, nuance. Yeah, we argued about basically. He basically believed essentially, you know, if you broke the law, then you deserve whatever the cops do to you. And I was like, okay, well, let's take that to its logical fucking conclusion. Like, do you think cops should be able to kill you if you're if you go one mile over the speed limit? And he just, he, well, he just kind of got stuck in a loop, where we're just repeating each other like going back and forth. And I'm like, he just refused to concede on that. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, dude, dude, cause that's what you're saying. He was like, that's not what I'm saying. But like, but it is. And then we just back and forth over and over again. Cause I keep saying to them, this is what you're saying. Right. You're saying that a cop, that if you break the law, then the cops should be able to do whatever they want to you. Mm-hmm. Like whatever happens to you, you deserve it then. So then I'm like, well then let's fucking take that to its conclusion. And we just kept going back and forth on that same exact point, yeah. On that same point, I wouldn't let him get away from that, but he would never admit that that's that that's clearly what he was saying. Well, he that keeps saying that's not what he's saying, but I'm like, it is what you're saying. I mean, that is that's endemic, to, especially to like Twitter and online discourse, right? Because like this was in person. This was in person. Right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yes. I'm just trying to tie it back, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, 
when you do that sort of thing in person, it's also equally frustrating, right? Because yeah. again, a reasonable conversation is like, okay, like we disagree on this. We can, I, I don't have a good response. We'll move on. But like when someone refuses to concede like a critical point at a critical hey. juncture, it's like yes. the whole conversation breaks down. It breaks down. Yeah. And like this, this sort of ties into a question that I can see Jody fucking preempting the point in the chat. Uh, but I was, I was going to like hit against my own point of like, you know, as I'm saying, we should think about PhD, like people who study this more and maybe think they might know a little bit more. Um, you know, how do you then go about discerning that, right? Because like James Lindsay, they have a PhD. Are they yeah. someone that we should really listen to? But it also ties really well back into something that you just mentioned, um, which is that your friend that you got in an argument with has a master's in psychology, right? Yeah. But what you're really talking about there is criminology, right? And the aspects of what we should do in society. And I think this, again, is another sort of cultural issue we have, particularly in, uh, maybe not particularly in America, but like it's this over-reliance on degrees or certifications in one topic and then treating them, these people like they have divine knowledge about the rest of society, right? In all topics. Exactly. They like, don't. Right, like James has a PhD in math. In math, I don't Fucking care. Math. Yeah, what a nerd, right? I like. I don't care. Like, I'm sure he wrote a very nice math dissertation. I don't really care about his opinions on society. He hasn't studied this. His greatest claim to fame on that is making a bunch of fraudulent papers. Like, that's that's not a good basis for understanding <laughs> society. Not at all. And like, and again, so like your friend who has the master's in psychology, they might know a bit about clinical or educational clinical or whatever. Clinical, educational psychology, but that doesn't mean they know fuck all about criminology or anything else. Exactly. And I think that there's so many things to like balance in terms of trying to have a good understanding of science. And I think there was a question earlier of like, you know, how do you avoid that? And I think the first thing is like, don't assume that someone who has a PhD in one topic is going to be intelligent in another. You know, I I've I have a PhD in psychology. I don't know shit about politics. I, I try not to get recorded talking about politics uh, because I know I'm going to sound like a goddamn idiot. Uh, <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, I, people yeah, could argue, argue the same with me though. Again, all I have is associates in general associates of arts and general studies. You know, how, how yeah. can you talk about anything? You don't. You, you know what I mean? Barely gotten through college. Yeah, I think a distinction though is like you're not claiming to be an expert, right? Like it depends yeah. on what level you're approaching this. You're definitely approaching this as someone who's within the system trying to communicate what you're seeing on the ground to other people, right? Yeah. And that's a perfectly valid thing. It's different though when you have people who want to pretend to be above all this, who yeah. want to pretend to be quote unquote objective, um, talking down to people as if they've sort of divine some information because they sat on google for five minutes and pulled a couple yeah. articles that agree with them right yeah basically and that's uh yeah I, at no point do i ever pretend to be an authority or anything in fact i stress all the time like hey everybody i'm sure y'all love what i have to say and really value my my input on things but again i really always stress i am not an expert on anything at all I'm not, I never have been, and I'm too fucking lazy to try to be. I, 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 again, my lived experiences 
is how I had gotten to the point that I am. My natural talent for this shit is my, how I've gotten to where I am. But at no goddamn point have I ever can will I ever come out and say I am an authority on anything. I I will say I guess I would say I'm an authority on the Marine Corps, but even then, a very specific specific subset of the Marine Corps. Right, the dick. You know what I mean? The what? Yeah, you know what I mean. From being when I was the SACO or the combat marksmanship coach or uh, the tool program coordinator or an aviation maintenance technician at the eye level and specifically my job. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I know what I know. I understand things, but I'm not an expert. And I don't pretend to be. And I think that is all been that acknowledgement of my own. I think that is my greatest strength is what it allows me to more clear-headed in a more clear-headed way assess society culture and politics and whatnot is because i know that i don't fucking know yeah uh i did want to no yeah yeah i I wanted to push back just a little bit though on something you said earlier and again this came um up in your conversation with sam about sort of this sort of, and I think this again goes to the distinction of like how we think about people as being smart, right? Where we put smart as like knowledge of what we think of as sort of concrete subjects, whereas these sort of abstract concepts, as you told, as you talked about, like society or culture or these things um, or politics, um, has a little bit more. I, I guess I think you described it maybe as like a little bit of looseness in terms of people who study that. And like, I guess sort of my knee jerk reaction is, you know, when we're talking about experts in or expertise in psychology or sociology or cultural anthropology or things like this, um, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that something being quote unquote more abstract is actually, actually like lessons the value of someone's expertise in it pause pause for one moment my headset is about to die Uh uh-oh it looks like you guys are stuck with me for the next five seconds just switching to my headphones i have plugged in and all right say words please uh words please all right hear you loud and clear perfect Carry on with your point, please. Sorry. No, 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 you're good. <clears throat> I mean, like, I, I guess the ultimate point I have, uh, and maybe it's just an, a misunderstanding of what you guys were talking about, is like, I, I actually don't know that, like, society or psychology are actually more abstract than math. Um, and I actually don't think that, like, again, having a more, quote, unquote, soft sciences or abstract uh, field of ex- expertise sort of limits the value of said expertise in the conversation. Yeah. Oh. That's it. That's my only point. I mean, mean, shit. Fuck, I don't know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Could you repeat it again? I want to make sure I heard that clearly because I'm still, my brain is working it. I mean, Sam's out there egging me on. Um, But I don't... I don't think it's worth, I don't think more like abstract or social science, quote unquote, fields um, should be sort of the the expertise that people have in them devalued um, 
in comparison to like maybe more quote unquote hard science fields like math or yeah. engineering. Um, Cause I, I think that speaking particularly from psychology, we've done a pretty good job of operationalizing sort of um, constructs that we have and finding ways to study them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there, there's some, I think, I think there's a criticism of course of like having the opera opera operationalization we have of them them being treated as if they're the real thing. Like we probably yeah. shouldn't do that. Um, but we have pretty good ways of studying human behavior. Yeah. And I don't think if you have a PhD in psychology that, you know, you have sort of this less distance, like that there should be less distance between sort of the lay people general expertise and my expertise as a PhD in psychology versus someone who's people who are talking about math at the lay level and someone who has a PhD in math. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? No, it does. It makes sense what you're saying. Um, and I would say the reason for that, the way things are, the, the devalue of softer sciences versus the harder ones is be the nature of capitalism is mm. we, we value things that can be measured, quantified, can, can garner, you know, again, like measurable results uh, and you know, they have hard numbers to them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just, it's just, it's one is easier to understand in harder numbers and easier to, you know, to quantify good or bad, higher number, good, lower number, bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. and it, you know, that's how it is. We just, it's just like we we measure things worth off of the, the profit and the, the numbers that how much bigger can doing this thing make our numbers? You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or, uh, uh, the well-being of our military on how many people would come in like we increased in the size of our military but we're not necessarily concerned with the quality of the service members because that's a lot harder to quantify comparatively because what we want is the bigger number you know yeah. what i mean whereas yeah. softer sciences there's it's a lot harder to quantify that a lot harder to put a number on these things yeah. That's why they're devalued. Yeah. So I I'm I would push back again just a little bit. Um, because I've seen this sort of take before of like, you know, people talking about I think it was some new sort of bill that was proposed. I, I actually I'm not gonna talk about it because I don't really know what it is, but people often ask, like, well, how do you quantify um people's offense? How do you quantify like emotional reaction? And my response to that is actually pretty well. Like, I actually think we do a pretty good way of quantifying that abstract concept, um, particularly in psychology. We have numerous sort of scales that we've used and we validated against people's actual behavior to show that we can do a pretty good job of quantifying positive or negative affect, the severity of their emotional responses to traumatic events and all these different mm -hmm. things. And so I think that part of this, yes, has to do with, um, it might have to do a little bit with sort of the capitalist framework we work in. You know saying? Is it profitable to do so is the question is the ultimate question in our capitalist system. Is it profitable to even concern ourselves with that? Well, I mean, uh, I think in some ways, I mean, we can take PTSD, for example, as a great quantification of emotional reactions. Um, yes. Yes, it is. We lose billions and billions of dollars in lost productivity um, due to traumatic events and the resulting PTSD within this country, not just from service members, but also from quote unquote civilian traumas like car accidents, high falls, burns, sexual or non-sexual assaults. Um, and so we've put a lot of money into understanding how it is that people respond 
how we can treat people who respond that way. And almost all of that, almost all of that is psychology. There's some pharmacology in there too that hasn't been as effective, but psychological treatments by and large have been the most effective. And here's the, here's the niggling little secret um, as someone who does both psychology and neuroscience, um, the psychological work has been a lot more productive than the neuroscientific work. The neuroscientific work is great. It's great for psychoeducation. Um, but the psychological work has been phenomenal. The behavioral work has been phenomenal. And uh. so the idea that like, again, the more abstract side of that is of less value um, than what might be the more quote unquote hard science view of it. Uh, I, I don't think holds up if you actually look into it. Yeah. Well, I'm, saying, I'm not saying it's less of value in society writ large for the longest fucking time yeah. has treated it as a significantly less value. Yeah. No, it's yeah. fair. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? Because like, we didn't give a fuck about behavioral science or uh, mental health, mental, uh, mental illness, uh, trauma, PTSD, any of that shit yeah. for the longest time. It's only really in the recent years are we really, really reckoning with that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was all really, it was all about the harder sciences because those could be more easily translated into something, you know, more immediately profitable and or not. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. the behavioral sciences and all that jazz just wasn't. No one cared. You know what I mean? And, uh, and not just a matter of uh, profit margins and capitalism, but also our culture didn't care about these things. Our culture, we've been pretty much in for it, reinforced the notion of just fucking tough it out or whatever. It's just, it wasn't that big of a deal or, you know, you were just crazy or lunatic, yada, 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 whatever you had a mental breakdown. You know what I mean? We, we just kind of hand waved the issue for a very long time, either by throwing loads of medication at it when we try to give take a more phar, uh, pharma, pharmacology, whatever the fuck you said about medicine. <laughs> I understand what that word means, but I can't say it now. That, you just throwing medicines at people or... Throw them yeah. in fucking uh, mental institutions and lobotomize them, or just diagnose anyone who dared to have any who dared, you know, go against whatever the cultural norms were as mentally ill or crazy. You know, what I mean, we just didn't really give a shit for a long time, and now we're here. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a wild ride. I mean, like, man, I'm trying to like parse everything and find like. How, how best to respond to that i mean i think i think we agree for the most part i mean i i think i'm coming in here as like uh, on this sort of abstract science and being like no no i, I don't think <laughs> I, I don't think that my field's expertise is actually uh less than sort of the math field expertise but I, like i understand sort of the sociocultural and historical yeah. um factors that definitely play a role in that general, yeah. general zeitgeist it's just and again, it gets back to my underlying frustration, I think, with a lot of discourse on Twitter, um, which is exactly, which is exemplified in what I was pushing back on this idea of like, well, you know, how can anyone really understand how society works? How can understand, how can you really understand behavior or the brain? I mean, like, you're just taking guesses, just like the rest of us. Like, it's not like you do math or anything, which, by the way, in psychology, you're, you're doing math. Um, and, and like, I think that's the thing that really bugs me about the discourse is again, you have, because of that, you have these people who, again, think that they're sitting around postulating and cogitating, just thinking about things 
is equivalent experience to actually doing the work and having the expertise in it. And yeah. it, it's simply not. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I say unto them that we can tell because those are just people who are just contrarians or people sowing uh, reasonable doubt in one's expertise to justify their own lack of comparable expertise. Oh, God. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. That's all it is. You know what I mean? How can you really know? You know what I mean? Yeah, you're just guessing just like me. So they equivocate their lack of comparable expertise with your actual expertise in those respective fields or whatever. And yeah, it's frustrating as shit, but that is the unfortunate uh, double-edged sword of the internet is that it has allowed a whole lot of people to take to, to, to posture themselves as experts compared to actual, like of, on equal grounds with actual experts. And so here we are. <laughs> Again, it's a wild ride. It's a wild ride out here. It, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, that's how it is on this bitch of an earth, brother. That's just how it be. I, um, it's just in Twitter discourse, they said Twitter and social media is not great for that. And again, that's why I'm doing this here. I welcome you all on any one of them. I'm happy to sit down and talk with folks because I think this is the best way to really uh, get to the heart of these issues is through a uh, conversation yeah. and also being also having the temperament to be able to talk about anything and also having the uh, I would say sh a sharp enough wit to being able to catch somebody when they're saying something particularly wrong or that something that even feels wrong you know what I mean God, I don't know if you've seen other, uh, other conversations I've had with people um, oh, I was about I, I, to ask you. What's up? I was about to ask you. It sounded like it sounded like you had something in particular you were thinking uh, someone might be particularly wrong about. No, I just I I'm not I I, I push back on my guess. <laughs> I, I like I do I, I push back on my guess if I disagree with what they're saying and I will continue and I will continually push back and offer my own version of, uh, alternative. I did that earlier with Sarah with regards to um, the whole nature of yeah the the, the concept of oh. Antifa and Black Black are doing, you know, Black Lives Matter and all this such a disservice. I put, you know, what I mean, I will push back. You know what I mean? But you have to have an understanding of the the foundational problem to be able to push back. And there's a lot of people yeah. who just don't understand what the root of the issue is. So it's just talk. It, it results in people talking past each other rather than to the ish the found the issue at hand. No, I agree. I agree with that completely. Um, actually, I I must have. I think I stepped away. I must have missed that uh, disagreement with Sarah. It, it was what was it? Was that Black Lives Matter? No, the Antifa and like Black uh, Blocks were doing them a disservice. And my positive was, well, not necessarily. It's just you can't. It wouldn't matter, as we've seen. Right wing media will literally, if they can't use what you are doing against you. To uh, and come at it with bad faith, they will literally make shit up. Yeah, wholesale. It doesn't matter. They're not doing them. Either. I say so. I say Andrew or Black Rock or whatever the fuck aren't doing them any more disservice than they would if they weren't there. They just make something up. They create a new boogeyman. It doesn't matter. We've seen that plentifully. Yeah. So that argument. So I understand the surface level kind of knee jerk opposition to that. 
But at the same time, it's just like to find the root of the issue is right wing media will literally make shit up. It doesn't matter. Like you, they, you, they will make you look bad because the point is you are in opposition to them. And that's all that matters in the end. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna sidestep sidestep the politics there, but I want I well, yeah, do that's just a broader issue. Yeah. <laughs> I do agree with um, the underlying, I think, thread there, and I think this is part of where I I sort of probably disagree with Sarah a little bit in terms of like, and maybe with you too on like what good optics entails. Yeah, and that's uh, a whole separate conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, it's the same. Well, I think it's related, right? Of like, oh, Antifa is doing a disservice. Like, that, that is sort of like a question of like the optics that they're giving to Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, and again, like, I, I'm sort of of the uh, like position that certain media outlets, certain groups will always have a narrative of the other group. Yeah. And for those people, there's nothing you can do. Right? Nothing, literally nothing. There, yeah, there's absolutely nothing. They're going to do that until they decide they're done with it. Yeah. And so if you want to like plant an earworm in them, if you want to place an idea that hopefully they'll latch onto, um, yeah, you can you can take the moderate route. You can take the slightly more extreme route. I mean, I think there's like levels of ethics involved yeah. in half of them that should be considered, yeah. right? Um, but like certain like demonstrations and protests and things like that, Maybe it offends them. Who cares? Yeah. Like if it's the right and just thing to do, and it's not hurting them, then who cares? Yeah. Like what's that? What's that saying that Shapiro likes? Facts don't care about you. Facts don't care about you. But yes. But going back to the part to, to the original point at hand on this is my point being is, is going back and forth on Twitter ain't the way to do it. This is the better way. And also, again, uh, I. You, I'm not, I'm not, I won't hesitate to say, hold on, you, I don't agree with you here, and here's why. But yeah. then vice versa, like, it's one thing I like about what I've done so far is that y'all don't agree with me on everything. No. You know what I mean? Jody, Jody, Jody um, the progressive American, y'all, like, everybody, like, I know we don't agree on literally everything, y'all, and y'all have not hesitated to tell me. You what, what you don't disagree, what you don't agree with, and uh, and tell me why. And I, I that's that's great. I encourage that. I'm all about it. This is how it should be. You know. Yeah. No, I don't. Absolutely. I don't want to be surrounded by a, f- a bunch of fucking sycophants and shills who just keep singing my praises and tell me I'm right all the time. Oh yeah, you're, you're so good, bro. You're so you're so on it, bro. You're so smart. You're just telling it. Just you know, just spitting facts, bro. King, <laughs> slay queen, uh, fucking shit. Fuck, don't you, motherfuckers? There, I don't want to be around none of that. Well, I have to. I mean, I will agree with you here. Uh, I don't think you're wrong about anime, as Jody is saying in the chat. Uh, I think it's okay. It's okay to like anime. It's all yeah. right. Oh, I mean, we were talking about that. We've talked about this quite a few times, and we'll just say it again. Back in the day. You couldn't find you couldn't find other <laughs> brothers who liked anime. We all we all sort of hid it from each other. <laughs> we were all watching DBZ on two nine. Everybody was watching it, but we all pretended like we weren't watching it. It's like, no, nah, I was watching the game. I was watching, I was watching the Lakers or whatever. It's like, no, well, that I was watching Vegeta on Namek get his ass kicked. Get his ass kicked. The Prince of All Saiyans get his ass rocked. I was fucking watching Goku turn into a Super Saiyan. I was watching Yu Yu Hakusho. Inuyasha and all that shit. Oh my I, couldn't, God. I, I couldn't come and say that. I couldn't go you to school and it. say that. <laughs> you can't say it. But now you can. It's our oh, time. 
We're back, baby. Yeah, now oh, we're back. It's the age. This is the age. This is the era of anime now. No, we're back. We're back, baby. Oh, it's great. It's amazing. But we're well, like, at. What's that? Is, is there anything? Is there anything like uh, you think we disagree on though? I think as we have a few minutes before we get to question time, we've agreed on so much. We've had such a productive conversation. Maybe we should like descent into like yelling at each other about something for like three minutes. Rant. Uh, I did. I did say we should rant at some mm, point. Well, um, I fucking shit. I don't know what you got, brother. Uh, I think. Uh, I I think toxic masculinity uh, and patriarchy are terms that we shouldn't use in discourse because they're bad and they hurt my feelings. Hmm. You want to you want to wade into that again, Rico? All right, God damn it! Fuck you want to talk about the patriarchy? Uh, <laughs> we don't have enough time to talk about it. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> uh, maybe next time we can talk about state-sponsored girlfriends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking kill me. We can talk about that later. Holy shit. <laughs> That was a lot. Hey, forgot, heads up, y'all. Here's a here's a heads up. Maybe don't um, ask on Twitter very very charged things like that. Like to get to have people tell you specifically what it uh, what it is men can't talk about uh, that you know with regards to patriarchy and all that or whatever. Please. You will get a whole lot of extremely exhausting answers, and it's just like, okay, this ain't. Then people start, people start fighting each other. It's just it. Oh. Well, I needed, I needed to tie it back to what I started with, which is that Twitter is a terrible place for discourse. It's oh, not yeah. good. It would be yeah. great if uh, we could have an alternative, but like, I think an alternative is just going to be like chat rooms. It really is. It's it really is. It's just We're going to go rooms. back to like AOL days and just have like chat rooms on Discord or whatever. No, 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 no. No, what, what it should be. What it, all right. Say you, you argue, you got to argue with motherfucker on Twitter. All right. It should be like, all right, I challenge you to like, right now, like on Twitter, you should just be able to just like, right, just jump into a voice chat between you and that person. Again, it's why being watched publicly Almost like it's a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh shit or some shit. Like let's, let's go, let's duel right, let's duel right now, and it's then if you both have to accept, yeah, yeah, Final Fantasy style. Now it's turned into you're both on voice chat right now, and now we're all right, motherfucker. Now you said something I disagree with. Here we go, and it's like it's just live now on Twitter, like yes. right there, clicked on, and now you're arguing with each other on voice chat. Oh, I agree with that. I I, I think that'd be a great idea. I mean, honestly. Like, I, I, I agree with progressive American that that will turn into a modern warfare chat line. <laughs> but it will calm people down pretty quickly, I think. I mean, I think it would. I'm like, all right, motherfucker, you're dueling me right now. Let's do this. All I think right. I find it really hard to be like angry even in chat rooms for like an extended period of time because it's, it's so much work. Eventually, you have to be like, all right, okay, all right. We both agree that the M4 is overpowered. We got something in common. We can move on. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would definitely be a way to get it going. But I would say disagreement lies with you, L. Ron Hubbard. 
if that is your real name. It is not. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, is, uh, I disagree with your choice of icon logo, okay? Because um, corgis are infinitely superior to Shiba Inus. So, you know. Are they? Yes. Shiba Inus look dumb as shit. Corgis are fucking adorable. Okay, hold on, hold on. Yep, there oh, we go. That's, that's a bit far. That's a bit far. <laughs> that's a bit Come at me, bro. Listen, corgis are associated with the Queen of England. Are you are you are you a little uh little little devoted to the Queen there? A little British Rico? God the save British the Queen, Rico. baby. Wow. God save the Queen. That's the most unpatriotic thing I've ever heard. You goddamn red coat trader. I'm a goddamn red coat for corgis, goddamn it. That is what I am. So you went with your Shiba Inus, you little fucking weave ass Japanese motherfucker. Uh, you know, the Americans co-opted because they look silly. Yes, yeah, that's, that's Charles. I ain't got no relation to the Queen. Y'all are just Japanese people wannabes. They're like little fox things, aren't they? Shiba Inus. They're like fox dog. They're like fox dogs. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's. I they're, they're, they're cute. really thought this avatar through. <laughs> I really thought this through. I don't know how that avatar became Doji, the Doge mean. How, how did this happen? I I think there was actually an article on Doge, because I think the original Doge died not too long ago. Yeah, the original one that died a little, a little bit, bit back, but it's just like, it's just a Shiba Inu, but like slightly cartoonized a little, just a little bit. I, I, I got to be honest. I do not understand meme culture. I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I remember deep fried memes becoming a thing. And I was just like, what is this? Am I old? <laughs> How old am I? Like, this is, this is, this isn't funny. This is, just, this is like, I don't understand memes. And I, I, at this point, I'm too afraid to ask on a whole lot of them. You know what I mean? I, there's so many new words and slangs and memes. And I'm just like, what has happened? Used to be what? so simple, didn't it? You used to just have advice dog. Yeah, like what happened? Guy. It used to be so simple. Now uh, I feel like you need an instruction manual to understand. I, you need an instruction manual, an encyclopedia, and um, to have pre uh, completely given up on life itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the the, the memes are just so. Uh, there's just so many layers, and it's just this weird layer of almost kind of uh, cynicism. Like it's, it's I, don't, I don't fucking know. Like Back in my day, we had memes about drinking bleach. That was the way it was meant to be. Fucking uh, kill me. Are we? I'm 26, man. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, I know. Time, time moves forward, <laughs> no matter where we are. Uh, man, time moves too quickly, man. Internet was a mistake. Time moves too fucking quickly now. Whereas the, there was an old meme back in World War II or one, I can't remember, it was the Kilroy thing. And yeah, that was a meme that lasted. The Kilroy was here, was a meme that lasted. But now thanks to the internet, nothing lasts. Nothing is sacred. Everything moves a mile a minute. I'm tired trying to keep up. Uh, well, it's time for some Mucilax and a nap. That's it is. That's it time is. for this boomer body. Dude. Yeah. All right. So, five minutes left on the clock. Got any questions, people? 
it, now's the time to ask them. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm joking about the internet being a mistake because thanks to the internet, I've been able to meet all of you wonderful individuals and uh, who I otherwise wouldn't have. And try it to y'all. If you send me any memes, I will personally come find you. And I will uh, confiscate your kneecaps and sell them on the black market. Okay, I won't do all that. That's a lot. That's just way too much work. I'm lazy as shit. I'm too lazy to do that. But uh, any and while anyone's getting questions sorted out, wait. If no internet, would we even know each other? Why? And if so, how? What? Jody, what? I, I think I can answer that. Yes, please. Um, no, and I would be happier for it. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, I my life would be significantly more enriched, and it has been falling apart since I met you assholes. Well, yeah, Jody and I—I I think we've talked about this originally met um, in servers talking about race realists and scientific racists. Oh my God! And if there was no internet, I probably wouldn't know much about them, and I would be so much happier. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how did we meet? How did I meet y'all? How did this happen? I think we met. I think originally for Among Us, actually. I think uh, our mutual friend Nick pulled us in, and then we Yeah, Nick brought, Nick brought y'all to me. Nick is the great bringer together, honestly. He is, mm. he is the uh, node in a great web of our interactions. Hey, Nick, if you're watching this, thank you for giving me the misfortune of meeting you, these assholes. Thank you so much. <laughs> now I can't get rid of them. They're just in my life now. Well, I'll go ahead and do my closing statements. Um, well, thank you all for coming. I am running on Pringles, Adderall, and coffee. Um, but the show is not over. I have three more talks after this with Layman, Alden, Lynn, Lynn and, and uh, Bob of the Old Ways. And then I'm done. I mean, I'm, I'm done. I can rest for a week. But um, once again, I'm doing this to fundraise. Links in the description below. Yada, yada, yada. Thank you so much for sticking around. Elrond, any closing statements for the audience? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely make sure you click on the link and donate to the fundraiser for Habitat for Humanity. Every dollar helps. It's for a good cause. We all need to be able to come together, especially in these trying times, to support one another and support those less fortunate. And you can also support me by clicking on my YouTube channel and watching my latest videos, including my newest one on Deborah So. It's fantastic. Check it out. Fuck yeah. Hey, Layman just said that. Your video, your last video was fantastic on Deborah. Thanks, Layman. Who the fuck is Deborah So? Oh, uh, do we have another hour? The, no. <laughs> <laughs> can you summarize in, in a minute? Well, Deborah So is someone who makes terrible arguments against the existence of transgender people and uh, gender transition surgery. They are a neuroscientist and they do bad science. That's all I needed to know. If mm. you want to know more, you can check out my YouTube. No. <laughs> We're done with that. All right. In which case, I am ending the feed and I will see you all in the next show in 30 minutes. Peace.